Welcome to the Sisterhood & Co. podcast. I'm your host, Harriet Blevins. This podcast is designed to empower, educate, and encourage women of all ages and stages of life in their walk with God. Our goal and intent is to provide you with the best content and topics relevant to your lives as Christians. We will have conversations with other leaders all along the way and discuss topics all of us want and need to hear. I'm so happy you're here, and I hope you enjoy the journey with me. Wow, wow, wow. I was so wrapped up in all of that. That was something. Thank y'all. Can we give them a hand? I mean, thank you, thank you, thank you. And the guys, and the guys that are here with us tonight is so good. I love it. Thank you so much, honey. I appreciate that. How is everybody? Everybody doing good? How, are you excited to be at Sisterhood finally? We're back. I know. We're back. We're back. Y'all can have a seat. We're going to kind of jump into it tonight. Uh, for those of you, this is your first Sisterhood. I'm Harriet, and um, I am your leader, but I don't know if I'm your fearless leader all the time. <laughs> Nicole said, but we're going to give it a shot, okay? We're going to give it a go tonight. Um, I just want to thank all of you because I know this month right now is the busiest month on any of our calendars, and so I just want to thank you from the bottom of my heart that you would even be here and just to sit in here amongst your sisters. Isn't that beautiful? It's beautiful to just be together. I was talking to someone tonight who has kind of had a hard year, just a hard year, And she just said, you know, I found myself getting more and more isolated. And she said, I knew I needed to come tonight. Shanda, I didn't even know you were here. I have not even laid eyes on you tonight. (laughs) Hey, sweetie, I didn't know you were here until just now. But anyway, all of us, God has carved out this time and place for us tonight to be together. So I want to thank you. And I do want to invite you, you know, if you, you may have come from another church tonight, but come to our regular sisterhoods. They will be similar. We don't always have live worship, but they will be similar um, to what you're going to experience tonight and the podcast. How many of you are enjoying the podcast just give me a little, okay, that's good. You know, because we work really hard on those. Um, you know, Bailey's with me in a lot of them and in all of them, actually. I think she's been with me in every single one of them. And Signal Fire Media does the production of that and they just do a beautiful job of it. So it's a, it's a wonderful thing. If you want um, more than just once a month, tune in on Mondays when there's a new release of the podcast. I think this last week was Finishing Well. That was the last one. So tonight's title... For sisterhood, Christmas is theophany, theophany. I don't know if any of you may not know the, the meaning of that word. Um, you know, Theo is, is God, basically. And what that word literally means is when God reveals himself and his glory to humankind in a very real and tangible way. And how many of you would say the birth of Jesus did just that? It was the theophany. But you know, all of us can experience theophanies during different seasons and times of our lives where we have a new, fresh time. So I want to pray for us tonight. I want to lay the ground in prayer. And I believe that this year, God wants to do something new in all of our lives for Christmas. That it's not just another Christmas message, but that it's going to be something new. How many of you want something fresh in your life? 
I mean, that's why you're here. You didn't just come, you know, I know the desserts are awesome, but you know, you, you know, you, you came because you want something from God. All of us are like that. So Father, I thank you for this company of women that are gathered. I thank you, Lord, for the time that, and the energy and the focus and attention that they have carved out of their own lives and schedules to be here. I ask, Lord, that whatever they came in needing, they would leave with their basket full of. Lord, I pray that there will be a refreshing and a renewal to all of our spirits tonight, that we would feel ourselves lifted and lifed before this Christmas holiday is coming, that we will feel the breath of God on our lives as we leave this place tonight. Lord, we set aside this time for you, and we ask God that you would show yourself mighty, that you would show yourself faithful, which we know you are, and that you would show yourself true to us humans here tonight. In Jesus' name, and everyone said, amen, amen. Well, recently, over the past few months, I have been doing this devotional, I would say a Bible study of sorts, and um, I've been doing it online, and I have loved it. I mean, I have been digging, digging in, and as I have been reading and digging and coming into this beautiful season of Advent, which we are into now leading up to the, the celebration of the birth of Jesus, um, I have some, I have gathered along the way some thoughts and and a perspective maybe that you've never thought about before leading up to Christmas that I want to share with you. Now, God wants you and I to experience Him. He really wants us every day for us, but I truly believe in this season, He wants us to experience Him in a new and a revelatory way. You know, the book of Revelation, that, that a revelation is something that only God can give you and I. No matter how bad your mama wants to give you one, she can't give you one. Only God can give you a revelation. And so all of us, when God reveals himself to us, it changes us. We are no longer the same as we were prior to the revealing. And many of you that have walked with the Lord a long time, you know this. When God drops something in your spirit, he shows you a passage, a word. He, uh, he may have just bring somebody into your mind to pray for it. There's a revealing there and it changes the trajectory of your day, your prayer life that day, and maybe even some of your own life as you step into it. And so he wants to do that for us. William Shakespeare said this, all the world is a stage. All the world is a stage. And when we think about celebrating the birth of our Lord and Savior Jesus, the Advent, this waiting, this hoping that we have and that they had when they were waiting on Messiah to first appear, all of this, I want you to think about this story of Jesus coming to earth, the theophany, in a whole new, fresh way. Because see, the one who built the theater wrote the script. All the world is a stage. He now prepares to make his entrance onto the stage of humanity in a very real way. The creator steps into the story and he then takes the lead role. Isn't that awesome? when you think about it like that. Hamlet could never meet Shakespeare. C.S. Lewis said that. He would say that from time to time. He would say it in his college level classes at Oxford University. Hamlet could never meet Shakespeare. 
because Shakespeare knew everything about Hamlet. You know that, right? Because he created him. He knew everything about him. He knew his motives, his character. He knew his fears, his hopes. He knew the words that he spoke. He knew the motives of his heart, the steps that he took. He knew even his entire worldview. Shakespeare's fingerprint is woven throughout the character, the entire character of Hamlet. Yet the character could never jump off the page and come to life in the real world of Shakespeare. Hamlet could never meet Shakespeare unless the author wrote himself into the story, right? If he did, then he could become one of them, one of the cast, one of the crew, one of them able to see, to feel, to touch, to hear, and then and only then could Hamlet meet Shakespeare. So tonight we're gonna start our study in Genesis 1 and I'm gonna read the first five verses. Most of you who know, if you are familiar at all with sisterhood, we spend a lot of time in Genesis because how many of you know the author intends for us to continue on the way he began it, right? Genesis 1.1 says, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth and the earth was formless and void and darkness, say darkness, was over the surface of the deep and the Spirit of God was moving over the surface of the waters. And then God said, let there be light. And there was light. And God saw that the light was good and God separated the light from the darkness and God called the light day and he called the darkness night. And there was evening and there was morning one day. Creation began in the dark. It did. But piercing the void of nothingness, God's voice rings out. Let there be light. And there was. Let there be day and night. Let there be earth and sky. Let there be land and sea and mountain and valley and river and forest. And then let there be life to fill it all. And then the crown of creation, right? Let there be humanity, Let them be in our image. Let them be the glory of God walking the earth. Did you know that you and I are supposed to be the glory of God as we walk the earth? That's what we're supposed to be. That's how we were created. Let us be at one in harmony together. And how did humanity answer? We said, let there be pride. Let there be betrayal and rebellion. Let there be separation and sin and death and fall. Merry Christmas. (laughs) So good, isn't it? Y'all are like, whoo, we're having our Christmas women's thing tonight. This is awesome. But listen, y'all, we have to start here. We have to start remembering our sin and our great need for a Savior to begin with. That's the whole reason He came. It all began in the dark. All of it. Here in our season of life, sorry, light, the Advent season, we have to allow ourselves to think about the darkness. That darkness that looms, the shadow of death, destruction all around us in the world right now. Everywhere we look. That's all that we can see out there. And we have to begin to think like the Israelites of old did, They were captives waiting for deliverance. 
There were runaways and rebels that were hoping, hoping for a return. Say hope. Hope. Wait and hope are the twin anthems of Advent. Waiting and hoping. Now listen to this. In both the Hebrew and the Latin, the word for wait can also be translated into hope. They're like interchangeable. Did you know that? Because I didn't know that until I started studying this. So as you and I wait in darkness, we do not despair. We do not have to despair. Light the candle. Light the candle, right? What happens is when we do, that candle, that flame immediately pushes back the darkness one tiny little flicker at a time. It is awesome because it is attached to hope. Light the candle. The people living in darkness, the Bible tells us, have what? Have seen a great light. Let there be light again. Amen? Amen. That's why we're here tonight. So I want to go to a portion of Scripture that you rarely ever hear talked about concerning Advent, waiting, the celebrating of Christmas. And here we're going to hear from the prophet Isaiah, who I love. Who else loves Isaiah, the book of Isaiah? It's a great book. I love it. Isaiah 64, I'm going to read the first four verses of this. It says, Oh, that thou wouldst rend the heavens and come down, that the mountains might quake at thy presence, as fire kindles the brushwood, as fire causes water to boil, to make thy name known to thine adversaries, that the nations may tremble at thy presence. When thou didst awesome things, which we did not expect, that's what God does. Thou didst come down and the mountains quaked at thy presence. Verse four says, from of old, they have not heard nor perceived by ear, neither has the eye seen a God besides thee who acts in behalf of one of those who waits for him. See, normally we see Isaiah, as we read the book of Isaiah, expectant in hope. Here, we see him in sadness and lament. When you read these words, rending the garments. In ancient Jewish culture, when they are rending their garments, they are in despair and mourning. That is what that signifies. There's a mourning. There's an outward sign of what's happening inside their soul. That's what Isaiah is saying here. As he's literally proclaiming the day of the Lord is coming. And here is how it's going to be, like fire that's boiling. The mountains will quake. He is saying, Lord, look at this crazy world, the chaos, all the things that have gone wrong and grieve with us. But then Isaiah doesn't stop there. He doesn't stop right there. And that's not enough for him. He says, come down and make it right. Come down and make it right. Don't just share our pain. Heal it. Heal it. That's what he's crying out for. That's what rend your garments and come down, Lord, of heaven. We need a theophany. We need an appearance, a sighting that you and I can get our normal human senses around. Right? 
Don't you love when God shows up and you're like, you know, that wasn't like some vision I had or in a trance or something. That was like right here, like this table in the natural. A theophany is when God reveals himself to us in an appearance and he puts skin on and lets us see what he's doing. And let me tell you, that's what Jesus did. That's what he did. That's who Jesus was and that's still who Jesus is today. Amen and amen. You know, we, we pray, Jesus, I know you're there. We know that he's there, right? We all know he's there. We know he's there like behind the scenes, right? But we need you to take center stage. We need you to be in the lead role of this thing. We need you. And that's what he did. And he did it for you. He did it for me. He did it for all of us. He did it for all mankind. In verse 3, we see there that Isaiah says you, you, you did something we didn't expect you to do, basically. It's what he said. Because, see, we always really want the glorious, right? We want the angel sighting and the trumpet. You know, we want all, that's what we want. And what he did is he came in scandal. He came to a young, unmarried teenage girl carrying the actual God of the universe that was sent to humankind, to mankind. That's a scandal. Anyway, you add it up, especially back in that day. That is a scandal. The hope of the world coming in the most unlikely of ways. Isn't that something? Many of you, you know, tonight, you probably need to hear this. You may need a theophany in your own hearts. You may need a theophany in your own world that you get up and live in every day with your family, your workplace, with your friends, with your community, with, your, with other students that you go to school with. You need your own theophany. You know that he's behind the scenes. You know he's there. But you need him now to reveal himself afresh and anew this year so that this Christmas doesn't just collapse into another new year and then we're off into another 365 days of just 2024, right? That he comes and reveals himself afresh and anew. Oh, I love that so much. A true theophany. If we actually have that, it takes your breath away. See, God with us should take our breath away. The word Emmanuel, that is a theophany, saying he's with us. He's a with us God. That is so, so powerful. So this Advent season, it's a season of big, big hope. And I know this year, there are so many people struggling with so many things. I have never, I cannot remember a year when I heard so many people having such a hard time in so many different arenas of life. It is a hard time right now. And I'm, people are like, well, you should live through the dark ages. This ain't nothing. Well, it may not be nothing, but I'm going to tell y'all, eggs are $11 a dozen. So I don't know about y'all, but you know, it's just not as easy as it has been some other years at Christmas. And people are having a hard time. How many of you know people that are having a hard time? They are. So this, this, this hope that we're talking about tonight, it's present. It's for us. Let me tell you, the Bible tells us that hope does not disappoint. His name is Jesus. He is the theophany. Jesus takes what is future, like what, what is like, 
way out far in the distance and he drags that thing literally into mine and your present. That's what he does. That's who he is. He is our theophany. So the road before us sometimes looks like it's cut off or it looks like it's ended too soon. Like we're like, where, where am I, the road in, what am I supposed to do? Like there's no, there's no other place to go. What am I supposed to do? It feels like you're hemmed in and it feels like you have no other hope. And I'm gonna tell you this tonight, sisterhood. You always literally, the one, the one thing, if you don't remember anything else I'll say tonight, the one thing we always have is hope because of Jesus. Because he came when it was dark and he saved us all and rescued us. And he came one time for all time and it was perfect and he doesn't have to do it again. Now he's gonna come get us. He's not just gonna leave us. He is coming again. But that's big. That's a big hope. So when you light your Christmas candle, how many of you have Christmas candles at your house? I light a candle every single morning. I wake up, so the first thing I do is light a candle. When you light the Christmas candle in your house, at your table, when you do that, I want you to know that every single flame is an affront to the darkness. Every single time you light it, you are saying, darkness, God has authority over you. Therefore, I have authority over you. Because as he is, so shall we be in the earth, in the world, right? So... Light those candles and know that it reveals God is here with us. Now, he came all those years ago, 2000, over 2,000 years ago now, to the, to the little stable where the little baby was laid in a manger to the teenage girl and her husband. And we are so like those Israelites of old in so many ways. We're waiting, we're watching for the return of the Messiah. The Word of God says, like the watchman wait hope for the morning. The last passage I want to read to you tonight is Psalm 130. And it's beautiful. I told y'all I didn't have, oh, where am I going? I'm going the wrong direction. Sorry, y'all. I should have had it marked, but I didn't. Psalm 130, and I'm going to read the first eight verses. If I can get there, I should have really had it. Marked. Okay, here we go. Out of the depths, I have cried to thee, O Lord. Lord, hear my voice. Let thine ears be attentive to the voice of my supplications. If thou, Lord, shouldst mark my iniquities, O Lord, who could stand? But there is forgiveness with thee that thou mayest be feared. And I wait for the Lord. My soul does wait. And in his word do I hope. My soul waits for the Lord more than the watchmen wait for the morning. Indeed, again, more than the watchmen for the morning. O Israel, hope in the Lord. For with the Lord there is loving kindness and with him is abundant redemption. And he will redeem Israel from all of her iniquities. Oh, that is awesome right there. See, when it seems there is no hope, we turn again to the twin anthems of Advent, waiting and hoping, because Emmanuel is indeed God with us. He is God that's with us in our pain. He's with us in our tragedy. He's with us in our desires. He is with us in every fear even that we carry. He is with us in it all. He is with us, to listen to me, 
to become a people who literally live in protest to the way things are and we reach out for the prophetic vision of what should be, what could be, and what one day will be. And that, that is who we are. We live right there in that because he is with us, sisterhood. He is with us. Let him take center stage and let him take the lead role in all of it in your life. All the world is indeed a stage, but guess what? It's his stage. It's his stage, right? It's not ours. It's his. So tonight, I want to say to you, if you feel like you're struggling you don't have to raise your hand or anything. We have, some, we have communion tables that are prepared for you. We're going to have some worship music on. But if you are having a hard time finding hope, where you feel like there's a situation in your life and you're like, the, I have run out of road right here. There was some road. There was a pathway, but I've run out of road. I can't see where this goes after this. I want you to come up here and to let one of our lead teams stand in agreement with you. Now, they're not going to go into a therapy session with you, but what they're going to do is they're going to activate the spirit of hope in your life as you wait, hoping and waiting for the Lord to come and do in that situation what only he can do and bring a theophany, an appearance of his glory, his nearness, the with us God, Emmanuel, right into your situation and usher you into a new and fresh day and a new and fresh season. How many of you want that? I know, I want it too, I do. God is with us, so theophany, right? So if you guys will turn on some worship music. Um, Lead team, if you guys will come down and just be prepared to pray with people.